0: This is a triple M footy podcast with all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy. It's Tom Brown's news.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast on Thursday ahead of preliminary finals weekend, a big news week headlined, of course, by the significant news yesterday. And I was there as the interviews took place that James Heard has interviewed for the Bombers process. What I can reveal on the podcast this afternoon is the four now that were interviewed. We knew there were three, there's four. James Heard, Dean Solomon, Adam Uzay, and Brendan Laid that we know of yesterday. Those interviews going for approximately two hours each. They were comprehensive as part of what we understand was one of the first stages of the interview process. Essendon aiming to appoint a coach, I think, shortly after the grand final so they can get rolling on trade period and the like. Just to explain how yesterday played out, Heard was in the morning around 9 o'clock. Solomon was around 11 o'clock, Uze about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, laid rolling in for his presentation at about 4, and you've seen the pictures last night of Jordan Lewis, who's on the panel, leaving those interviews at about 6.30. They were at Ernst & Young in the city. That's the firm responsible for the external football review of Essendon. They're obviously using it as the meeting spot in regards to the coaches' interviews. Dean Solomon, he's obviously the name I've just mentioned there, is the fourth person interviewed yesterday. He's certainly popular. He's a former bomber himself. He's the sort of guy I'm told that you'd want around your club. And uh, he will come, obviously, with a lot of weight in terms of his application as well. How serious is the James Heard application and situation? I spoke to James yesterday. He's obviously got the non-disclosure agreement, so he can't comment. But I understand that he was very happy and pleased with how it went. And he's looking forward to, obviously, going from here and seeing how it all plays out. In terms of the uh, Essendon comments in regards to Heard, they insist there's a process. They won't comment on that process. And they've been disciplined around that but they will say they want to appoint the best coach. Now, I guess you've got to ask there whether the best coach is just on their ability or their previous history. And obviously, Hurdy's previous history includes the supplements issue. And uh, also, Essendon's position is that they've interviewed the applicants. Now, that would suggest that James has applied for that job. Some former players, particularly in obviously the Essendon um, cohort that were involved in the supplements crisis that I've spoken to, don't think James Hurd should coach again. And they've told me that, privately, not on record, but privately. Um, personally, I think it shows Hurdy's love for the club and his commitment to develop players. And he's been through a lot personally, obviously to obviously, get his family's permission and on a personal standpoint with his health to get to this point. So that's the uh, the facet now that Hurdy finds himself in, trying to put his hand up, or he has put his hand up to coach the Bombers again. Just to editorialise slightly, I think it was, and this was noteworthy, someone mentioned to me yesterday yesterday that uh, Craig McRae, everyone references in terms of the sort of coach that Essendon should get, he hasn't got some accidental coaching record. He was a development coach with Richmond. He was a head coaching head coach position with their Coburg, their VFL affiliate, so he had direct coaching experience, senior coaching experience of his own club. He was a development coach at Brisbane before then joining Collingwood as a development coach in 2011, stayed there for five seasons, went back to Richmond, um, and he coached his own VFL side to a premiership winning the VFL Coach of the Year Award in 2019, and then obviously joined Hawthorne as a forward line coach as well. So that's an incredible resume and experience that I guess is noteworthy, in particular, that idea that he coached his own side. So that's the sort of Essendon coaching situation at the moment. We haven't got perfect visibility on whether Brad Scott's part of the process. It doesn't look like it, but it's possible that he could come in later, which is what Ross Lyon was invited to do based on Ross's comments. But uh, that's the situation in regards to Essendon's coaching situation. Dean Solomon, the fourth coach, interviewed as part of that huge day of coaching interviews yesterday.
0: Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's news.
1: A Brownlow nugget. Brisbane obviously in contention tomorrow night against the Cats. Hopefully for their sake, the Lions sake, they'll win through to the grand final. Now, in terms of the link there to the Brownlow, the... Grand final participants will, I understand, attend the Brownlow and have their own room, just obviously for COVID. But significantly for Brisbane, the players in contention, including Lockie Neal, plan to go to the Brownlow, even if they win tomorrow night. So that's obviously great from a Brownlow perspective. And I guess even if they're in Brisbane, they'd be stewing over the grand final all weekend. But the point there is that obviously the Brisbane Lions players, I understand, have elected to go to the Brownlow, which would see them stay in Melbourne over the course of the weekend following Friday Night Football, and if they won, return to Brisbane Monday morning, then come back Thursday or Friday. It invites debate as to whether that's perfect preparation for the grand final. Um, It's a hypothetical grand final appearance at this stage, Um, and in previous years, obviously, usually the interstate participants in the grand final attend from their interstate uh, rooms via video link. But the Lions, I can report, will attend the Brownlow if they win through to the grand final and watch it in a separate room in at Crowns. So that's been their decision in consultation, obviously, with the AFL and the Lions management.
0: This is Tom Brown's news, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday, here at First on Listener.
1: And just briefly, there's something incredibly exciting about preliminary finals weekend. It often produces... Some of the best and most nail-biting games of the year. Certainly the highest quality. There's so much on the line. You can feel it in the air here in Melbourne. I'm a Collingwood supporter. I don't usually discuss that. But it's just massively exciting. The Pies trained this morning. i um, will have the latest on our social channels in regards to that this afternoon. But it looks like they'll be um, not necessarily unchanged because Bianco spots under a degree of pressure. But uh, from an injury perspective, they're okay. I think they've been happy with Jordan degoey 's um Injury shoulder this week. Chris Scott has spoken down at the category and has indicated they will keep the same 22. So, Kola Jasney, it looks like at this stage, keeping his place in the side. O'Connor may tag Neil. I think there's a direct correlation between success against Brisbane and doing something to stop or negate Neil. And uh, Chris Scott also joked that uh, perhaps Fagan, Chris Fagan, they've got a little bit of history, might uh, get stuck into him again. You'll see those grabs tonight. Sydney, there was a very, very small chance that Josh Kennedy could make a fairy tale return for a grand final, but he has unfortunately tweaked his hamstring again. As I said, massive news week in football. that will all ramp up this afternoon. We'll have selection tonight. We'll have more, hopefully, on the Essendon situation concerning their, uh, their coaching search as well. I should add on Essendon that it is interesting that one of the people on the coaching panel, Dorothy Hisgrove, and it's a fairly small coaching panel, wasn't there yesterday. I understand that uh, Hisgrove is overseas seeing an unwell uh, relative. So she's not directly part of the process at the moment, although Essendon sources have told me that uh, she'll be back involved directly with the process next week and is across all the things that are happening. I have also been told Uh, This morning, that Andrew Thorburn, who's the former banker that's responsible for Essendon's um, review, he's the main person doing the review, has been reaching out to people outside the club as well, influential Essendon people outside the club, seeking their feedback. Now, you can ask, obviously, what's the relevance of feedback from outside the club. I guess it helps you identify the salient and important questions that you need to ask when you sit down with guys like Dyson Heppel and the players. obviously the assistant coaches and a view as to uh, the best way going forward so i guess it's comprehensive but that review has included some consultation at least informally and some calls with people outside the club as well that wraps up a big news day thanks so much for joining us on the podcast i'll be back tomorrow i'm so excited about the preliminary finals triple m rocks football
0: That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M Footy on Listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.